What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. Man, I am lucky I'm here today. Um, Not for any other reason than the fact that I was feeling so shitty earlier. Like, I had the worst fucking headache. Uh, Every once in a while, I get some really bad migraines. Today was one of those fucking days. I don't know what causes it. Sometimes I... I guess sometimes I just get a feeling like my head's going to start hurting and preemptively take some Aleve or extra strength Tylenol or some something stupid like that. <laughs> but uh, I don't usually like to take, you know, like, I don't usually like to take pills and stuff like that for the most part. But for a headache, I have to because otherwise it gets bad. And a lot of times I don't even take anything because it doesn't work. Like, most of the time, it doesn't fucking work. Today was one of those days where it did not work. I was dying. I literally left work early. I had to leave at, like, 11, 11.30, something like that. I don't even remember what time it was. I straight up came home and went straight to bed because I just couldn't even deal with it anymore. Uh, So, yeah, um, if you deal with headaches and migraines, I feel you. That shit sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I usually try to power through it, but today was one of those days where I didn't necessarily have to. I mean, luckily I got some good coworkers that do their job and do it well, and uh, we ha- I had everybody busy, so I just let everybody know, like, hey, I, I gotta go, man. <laughs> like today's one of those days, so we weren't crazy, we weren't under the gun with anything, so. Luckily, I was able to just uh, go ahead and head home. Damn, my head still is sore. That's how bad my head was hurting. I just the pain all on this side of my head, my eye, behind my eye, everything. So it was shitty. And I was wondering if I was even going to make it tonight. Because uh, I'm like, if my head's still hurting, there's no damn way I'm going to be able to concentrate enough to get everything done and actually go live. I'd be like a zombie, like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> no energy. I mean, it's not like I have the most energy in the world already, but I, it's bad when I have a headache. I, I can't think of anything else. It just drives me nuts. That's why I had to come home. So luckily I'm here. I'm I'm past it for the most part. I'm, I'm at about 85%, I would say. And that's enough for me to get through it. Usually if if it breaks me down to less than 50%, that's when I'm like, I'm done. I got to do something to get rid of this. And sometimes it's it being in a quiet, dark place or going to sleep. I don't take a lot of naps. I don't go to sleep um, during the day most of the time unless I absolutely have to or I'm just really super tired. But when I have a headache, it doesn't matter when it is. I'm out. I have to just go to sleep. And I did that. Uh, so I slept for like a good three, solid three hours at least. But yeah, that was my day, so that was fun, uh, but I'm happy I'm feeling better. Luckily, it's not something I hope that drags into the next day. I hope I wake up tomorrow and my head is clear and fine and good, so that's it for that. Uh, but yeah, we're back with another another Going Rounds podcast to talk about all things combat sports, and you know, usually it's MMA, but today it's going to be a lot of boxing because there is no UFC this weekend. And that came as a surprise to me because I 
didn't realize that there was no we just had a week off of the UFC a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. And they don't usually take that many weekends off. So that's what was kind of crazy. Uh I was just surprised that it's the, the weekend off after a big uh UFC pay-per-view. So it's all good. We have uh, another thing going on that I guess they were pretty smart about. Uh, Francis Ngannou versus, uh, I was going to say John Fury. I was just watching the video. John Fury's all up in the mix. Love him or hate him, John Fury is entertaining, to say the least. So, anyway, Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou is what I was getting at. Uh, we have that going on this weekend, and that kind of stuck up on me, too. I, I kind of forgot that that was happening at the end of October. I guess it's more because I didn't realize we're already at the end of October. It's nuts. So here we are. Uh, this weekend, October 28th, will be Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. So we're definitely going to get into that. Uh, there's not a ton going on in news around combat sports for the most part. But there was a couple big things for the UFC, one being John Jones out of his fight next month for the UFC 295 pay-per-view. We'll get into that because that sucks. And then um, some news with sponsorship of the UFC. Old sponsors coming back and a lot of people are not happy. So we'll get into that too. But if you're here and watching, I appreciate you and I appreciate the support. Don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when new videos or when I'm live. And uh, don't forget to follow all my social media going on right down there. It'll be down at the bottom of my other screen as well. It looks a little different there, but I just realized the other night too that uh, I need to change. I changed, finally changed the Twitter one on this. Oh, it's gone. But I finally changed it to X on the, on this lower third here. But on my other scroller, <laughs> it still shows the the little bird, the little blue bird. So I need to change that one. I got to remember to do that. So other than that, not a whole lot else going on. I got some exciting stuff for the podcast room here. I, you know, if you watch the Watch Party podcast, I appreciate that. I got a lot more views on it than I thought I would. It was a bit hectic. Uh, if you were around, you know, I was having issues with my dog. Uh, she's just old and sick, uh, not super sick, but like, yeah, she's just old, getting old and things happen when dogs get old. She's a big dog too. And then, you know, big dogs have problems when they get older. So everything was a bit in disarray last weekend, but I had my daughter Trinity on, uh, tenant trend on Twitch and all the social media, go follow her. But she was on with her girlfriend that she lives with, uh, Senya. So that was fun. It was a bit kind of disorienting because we were dealing with the dog stuff beforehand and all of that. But we still had a decent time. I had some technical difficulties, but I'm in the process of fixing all of that so that next time I can have people in here and it'll be more of a professional type setup, uh, which I'm excited about. And I got little other little things happening just to make life nice around in my room here uh in my studio i always do that because i'm legit you can see the closet i mean it's a room but it's what i have and uh oh yeah and i got the grp entertainment flag back there if you haven't noticed it was up last weekend for the watch party 
uh, that was a gift from uh, Trin and Senya as well for my birthday. Uh, so that was pretty cool. You know, it's kind of like my old flag that was up there, the going rounds one with the old school logo. Uh, this one's cool too. This is my all encompassing like um, logo, I guess, for the podcast kind of network I maybe one day we'll have. <laughs> At least have a few different podcasts that'll fall under GRP Entertainment. That's my stuff. So if you're ever wondering what that was about, because you see it on my social media, uh, it's on my banner for my YouTube page. Um, it's in the welcome screen. At the beginning, it's in the lower left corner. So if you're wondering what that is, that's what that's about. So look for it in the future when I do more things, hopefully. <laughs> anyway, let's get to it. We got, well, I am, you know, being that I had a headache and whatnot, I was like, maybe I shouldn't drink tonight. But what would it be if I didn't have a drink, right? And I'm feeling better. Oh, man, that's good. So if you look back here, right about there, there's that tall bottle, darker. That's called Eagle Rare. It's like 10-year-age bourbon. And my wife got me that along with the, if you are a whiskey bourbon fan, you'll recognize that circular bottle right there next to the decanter. That's Blanton's. She got me a, a three-pack with Blanton's, uh, that Eagle Rare and a bottle of Buffalo Trace, which is my favorite. So that was pretty cool. That was a good uh, birthday gift. I enjoyed that. The Blanton's is nice. That's what I was sipping on during the watch party. Uh, and I don't mix that one up. I just, I don't do an old-fashioned with that. I drink that straight, just on the rocks. It's nice. It's smooth. It's good. And this Eagle Rare, today's the first day I popped that one open. And it, this is nice as well. In this old-fashioned, oof, real good. It's what I needed to get past my headache. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't cause another one, but I don't think it will. I only have one whenever I'm podcasting. So, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's get started with some uh, combat sports news. And of course, like I said, the biggest news going around with the UFC will be John Jones versus Stipe Miocic being canceled uh, due to John Jones having an injury. And right away, which I was... I was pretty happy that they came out right away. It was out front and straightforward. John Jones hurt himself while wrestling during uh, training, and he tore his uh, he tore a tendon in his in his pec that connects the tendon that connects his pectoral muscle to his shoulder, I guess, or something like that. Um, however, that wound up. Uh, however, that works. He was going for a takedown, and you can see that he just kind of... It didn't do anything crazy. There was nothing different or crazy about what he was doing. He just happened to, I guess, stretch or, or, or just exert himself in a certain way, and it tore the tendon. So I just watched the video that he released. Um, I saw it on TikTok. I don't know where he released it because I saw the video coming from Ariel Hawani, and he's just apologizing and saying that, you know, he was sorry to Steve Bay and his team. Um, but, you know, this was the biggest, most anticipated fight this year uh, for that uh, heavyweight championship because John has only fought once since he came back. And, you know, he's he was coming back to defend the belt for the first time, hoping to make it a little bit longer of a fight to show a little more in heavyweight. 
division against a legend like Stipe Miocic. So, you know, and everyone's wondering how Stipe is going to look. Stipe hasn't fought in a while, I think since 2021. Uh, and he, he hasn't gotten a win since 2020. So everyone's wondering how this is going to go. This has been a highly anticipated matchup. And unfortunately, now it is done, canceled. Yuri Prohaska versus Alex uh, Pereira move up as the, uh, the, I believe they are moving up to the main event slot, which I will check on that because I meant to check on this before and I forgot. So let's see. Let's see what they have it listed as. Uh, yep, Yuri versus Alex for the light heavyweight. Uh, I'm sorry for the light heavyweight. Man, I can't. I can't talk. This is uh, this time. I'm gonna blame it on the headache. <laughs> I can't talk a lot of other times, but you know it is what it is. Um, they're they're fighting for the vacant light heavyweight title because as of right now, Jamal Hill is also injured, and he is still considered the champ but as soon as that bell rings for the first round of the fight versus uh, uh yuri versus alex will be it will be vacant and the winner of that fight gets the belt and now we have that fight happening as the main event and the co-main event will now be sergey pavlovich versus tommy aspinall for the interim heavyweight championship so you know that's not a bad fight sergey pavlovich is one of the most dangerous guys in the heavyweight division right now and a lot of people i mean he's 18 and 1 overall and a lot of people are kind of like wondering when that's gonna happen that he would get a title fight and tommy aspinall has been just on a rampage you know he got hurt he was out for a little while with that knee injury um and, but then he came back and looked great in his first fight back. And now he's right there, back in the mix, fighting for the interim heavyweight uh, title. The only thing is, what's going to happen? Because they're, everyone's already saying that even Dana, John Jones, everyone's already saying, hey, you know, as soon as John is ready, that that John Jones, Stipe fight's going to happen. So what, what are we doing here, though? Because if... Aspinall versus Pavlovich is for the interim championship. Why wouldn't Stipe be involved in that, right? And then on top of that, uh, John Jones has to have surgery. Uh, he already said it. He's going in for surgery tomorrow. With that surgery, he's going to be out for like eight years. Eight years. <laughs> Not that crazy. Thank God. Um, eight months to a year. So what the fuck they're just gonna sit around and wait they're gonna be interim interim champ aspinall or pavlovich okay they're gonna wait around for eight to eight months to a year before uh john jones is able to even train so then he's gonna have to have a training camp which would be like a month at least if not more uh and then then he's gonna fight stipe for the title right and then whatever happens in that fight, if somebody gets seriously injured or gets injured at all or has to wait to recover from that fight, that's another couple months at least. Two, you know, two to three months at least, plus a training camp. It's gonna be a year and a half before Aspinall or Pavlovich get to fight for the title. 
And the, I would say the reason why Stipe is not fighting is because this was probably going to be his retirement fight against Sean Jones. So he's going in, you know, get that bag and get out and hopefully get out with the strap. Like, because he was a, he was champ for so long and lost it to Nganu. And then, you know, he gets out. If, if he was, if he's successful, he gets out of the game with a high paying last fight of the title and just being, you know, a somewhat of a legend. I mean, he's, he's like the most decorated heavyweight champ, I think almost ever. So, uh, I don't know what's going to happen here. This is strange the way that they're setting this up. Are they going to make these guys, um, are they going to make them defend the interim title? That's strange too, right? But it's happened in the past. I believe Hennon Burrell, uh, had to defend the title when he was interim champ at one point or something like that. Whoever, or yeah, because, uh, Dominic Cruz was out forever and I think they did an interim and then they did an interim defense. Strange, weird, fucking, I don't like it. It holds up division, but you know, Stipe versus John was a super massive fight. I don't know why they need to do it for the title. They should you know, I, I think Ariel Hawani said this, but I heard it a couple different places. They should just do Aspinall versus Pavlovich for the vacant title. You know, stripping the title sounds harsh to John Jones, but what the fuck? They stripped Yuri of the title when he got hurt and said he would be out for a year. They were like, nope, give me that. You're done. You don't get the title. Come back. You'll fight for it as soon as you're ready. They did that to him. Look at Jamal Hill. And the, so the light heavyweight uh, weight class, their division has been just fraught with uh, fucking injuries, right? And every time somebody gets injured, if they say they're going to be out eight months to a year, they're like, strip that title, motherfucker. You don't get it. It's not yours anymore. As soon as that bell rings, you are not a champ anymore. But yet they don't do it to John Jones, who has only held that title for a few months. Um, he's He hasn't even defended it yet. And who cares what he did in the in the light heavyweight like division? I say, like he's now in the heavyweight, so you're gonna hold up this entire division because you want John Jones to be the one to be the champ and defend. Weird man, put his ass back in as soon as he's ready. Let him fight for that belt. If he's that good, let him fight for that belt right then. I know it sucks when you get hurt. It's not your fault. You know, if you pop for PEDs. Or you crash your car with a bunch of strippers in it and you're doing coke and you get caught drunk driving or you're beating your wife. That's all your fault. By the way, all things that John Jones has done. <laughs> but that's your fault. And if you go to jail or you hurt yourself because of that, that is your fault. God damn it. So you should be stripped of the title. Done. But that didn't even happen then. Maybe once. Maybe once it did. But... <laughs> All the times that he did that kind of shit, he continued to be the champ, continued to fight. But here, like, I get it. He, It wasn't his fault. It happened during training. There's video evidence. You can go look up the video now. You can see where he got hurt. But that that happened. And, and it may not have been his fault, and it sucks to strip somebody like that. But they did it to Yuri. They did it to fucking Jamal Hill. But they're not going to do it to John, who is obviously going to be out... You tear a tendon that connects two things, you're going to be out for a while. And you're having surgery? 
I don't know what the fuck's happening, man. It, it's it's the name. It's the name. John Jones, Stipe. That fight was going to be so big in the Madison, Madison Square Garden in New York. And now it's gone. So, of course, they want to try to make that fight again because it was going to bring in a lot of a lot of eyeballs, put a lot of butts in seats. But almost every event they do does all that. Some get more than others. That one would have gotten more, obviously. But still, why are they not stripping him of the title? I don't know. It's fucking strange. But with the UFC, they do what they do. They do what they want to do. There's not, not much we can do about it. Can bitch and complain all we want. <laughs> so that's that for the matchups for UFC 295. Now I'm still excited about this fight. I think Pavlovich versus Aspinall is going to be a great fight. Of course, it's not Jones versus Stipe, but I think Yuri versus Alex Padeda is going to be nuts. So I'm still excited for this fight. I'm still going to watch. Obviously, I watch all of them, but I'm still excited to watch this one. I feel like it's going to be better, especially coming off of UFC 294 with all the weird shit that happened during that event. And we'll get to that here pretty soon. But uh, yeah, so moving on a little bit of boxing. We got a women's championship boxing match. And now the, the, the women's is crossed out for one reason only. And that's because obviously they're women. But it's, it's not for any other reason than the fact that now it's just considered a championship boxing match because they are doing 12 three-minute rounds um, instead of what they were doing before, which was like 10 two-minute rounds. I don't think any women's uh, boxing matches were three-minute rounds whatsoever, and I don't think they ever went to 12 rounds. They always were 10 two-minute rounds. And now, for the first time ever... They are unifying uh, the featherweight championship with Amanda Serrano versus Ramos. I forgot Ramos's first name. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I will find out here very quick, though. Uh, but yeah, so they're doing it for the first time for this boxing match happening uh, this Saturday, I believe, on the zone. Oh, Friday. I'm sorry. Friday, the 27th. And I want to get her name right because, obviously, she's a champ as well. Uh, Daniela Ramos. Uh, De Daniela. Yeah, Daniela Ramos. So, I mean, both champs. Amanda Serrano's big. She's She's been, you know, she's fought MMA in, in the PFL. And she's a she's a championship or a champion boxer. So, she's a beast. Uh, should be a decent fight. And yeah, that's just one of the boxing matches going on this weekend. That's uh, MVP uh, promotions. And yeah, it's on the zone. So that's happening Friday. And then Saturday will be the other boxing match that we'll hit. We'll get to here in a minute. But before we do that, we're going back to some UFC news. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it when I mess something up. Oh, I see what I did here. What a dope. Let me just fix it. Wait. Oh. Yeah, I know. I pushed the wrong button. And see, I I set something up here to make sure I wasn't pushing the wrong button. And I did it anyway. I still have to get used to this, so I literally just set up my stream deck 
to be a little higher and my music stopped. That's fine. Uh to be a little higher and to uh and to be like further out to me. I gotta figure out what happened here. Eh, let me fix this. Okay, there we go. Okay, so let's get to this. If you haven't heard, uh, Bud Light is now back in the MMA business, being the main beer sponsor for the UFC. And this was announced the other day. So if you remember, Bud Light was always a UFC sponsor for the longest time during the years that, that the UFC was coming up and becoming super popular and mainstream Bud Light has been there Dana said that Bud Light was Dana said that Bud Light was there like first but I remember the days when we had Mickey's oh not those Mickey's Mickey's look at that the Mickey's Hornet right there why do I have that because my brother tattooed and I was drinking 40s and Mickey's back in the day in the ghetto days when we were broke and you drink a 40 of Mickey's and you get fucked up. Or you drink up a couple 40s of Mickey's or the little barrels. That's what we drank. Good old days drinking Mickey's. Uh, you get fucked up. That's probably why I don't like beer anymore because I used to drink way too much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mickey's was a sponsor back in the day. But Bud Light was the biggest sponsor for the longest time. And then they switched over before the controversy that Bud Light was involved in. They switched over to Modelo, and Modelo's been the beer, uh, the the beer sponsor for the UFC for the past few years. But now they just signed a new lucrative sponsorship with the UFC or with Bud Light again. And uh, I mean, this is it, it's a lot of money. So that's really all that can be said. <laughs> there's there's a lot of money involved. So, uh. But of course, a lot of people are hating because of the Bud Light controversy with the trans man, trans woman. I don't ever. D D Dylan Mulvaney. We all know now. Um, so, you know, we got all these fucking morons that like have to hate on everything. Uh, I, I want to say. <laughs> no more UFC. Okay, Tommy. <laughs> uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Here's the thing, and and my biggest problem with my biggest problem with everything, I don't give a shit who the sponsor is because I love the USC and I don't like everything they do, but I don't give a shit. Like, fucking who cares? I don't like Monster either. I don't drink Monster, but I don't and I don't care what Monster did or didn't do. I'm not gonna stop watching something. This is just dumb. Uh, I don't know. T Tommy likes to fuck around, so he might just be being facetious but uh at the same time he might not be because i know he, he also uh stands on on a certain side sometimes so it, it doesn't matter i i love the guy anyway he's my friend it's all good uh i don't care but but my problem is is that all these people that have all all the problems with with this it's like so so what are you gonna i mean why don't you boycott the fucking stores that are selling bud light then why don't you take it that far? Because if you're going to be this fucking stupid about it, then go boy boycott all the stores that have Bud Light in them and tell me how far you're going to get 
with buying beer. They sell Bud Light everywhere. Everywhere. Almost almost everywhere. I'm sure there's some stores that are like, we're not going to carry Bud Light. Maybe like the locally owned fucking liquor store or something. But gar- I guarantee you they still have Bud Light there. Or some kind of Anheuser-Busch fucking branded beer. So get the fuck out of here. Shut up. I'm not boycotting the UFC. I'm not not watching the UFC. I could give a fuck less what they have as a sponsor. Doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Because it's fucking stupid. Now, Dana White (laughs) is usually the guy to stand up and say, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Blah, 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 right? I figured he'd be on the side of never again with Bud Light. Probably happy that Modelo, that Modelo was already in before the Bud Light controversy. But he does not feel this way. Um, And a lot of it is money driven, of course, because, you know, the UFC has got to make the money and they make they have fuckloads of money already, but they got to keep that going. So the way that they're doing that is they have this deal with Bud Light. It is what it is. But Dana had a lot to say about it. And we're going to get into that right now. And that is a fair point. <laughs> Tom says Bud Light. Well, he said Bus Light, but Bud Light tanked because of this controversy. And so will UFC. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, shit. No. My video. My video just went away. That's annoying. Anyway, I paused it because I wanted to comment. Oh, this is so dumb. There we go. Now I'm screwing things up. See, Tommy, you got me all messed up. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not his fault. Let me get back to this. Now I'm having trouble. There we go. Let's move forward. His radio shit show. <laughs> Now, I mean, I understand why he says it's dumb, okay? Because it was. They need to read the room. They need to understand their fan base, the, the people that buy that beer, right? So you need to understand that. You should pay attention to that. Bud Light was pretty stupid for that and what they did. I agree. It's, it has nothing to do with anything else except for it was a dumb move. And, you know, but some of the points that are going to get brought up in this video, I agree with for the simple fact of, Everything past that. Forget about all that bullshit. The people that were affected by it were is the problem, and that's what they touch on here. So we'll get back into it right now. Oops. Exactly.
And this is why it's surprising. So he said first big real sponsor. That's what I was talking about earlier. I remember the days of of Mickey's, but maybe Mickey's isn't big enough for him to <laughs> him to mention. But Mickey's was there. I mean, you can look back. It was all over the cage. So we'll keep going. Oh, God damn it. Thank you, Tom. Tom, he says there's no sound. That's going to annoy me. Oh, you got to be kidding. I know why. Oh, man. I love it when I have uh, things happen. Here we go. And now you're going to watch me do this on the fly because this was exactly what I didn't want to happen. And I thought I fixed this, but I guess not. So here we go. <laughs> bam, bam. There we go. Ignore the dumb shit. That's me, but don't ignore me completely. Let's see if I can get right, sound out of this If you watch the show regularly, you do know that um, not only a student of the martial arts, that's a passion of mine, there's no more elite venue for there we mixed go. martial now we should arts have in the world than the UFC, and of course it's iconic Octagon, and they must watch events. But tonight, breaking news from outside the arena, where UFC President Dana White, he just announced that Bud Light, yes, the Bud Light, will become the official beer partner of the league. Now, after veering off course, which I thought was stupid, into the, you know, Except now, cultural wars in the country. You know what? I might uh, have to scratch this. Is this, this. a strong message <laughs> the Bud Light curse got you. Bush and Bud Light <laughs> that uh, we well heard you loud and clear, and we're getting back on track. You're right. Here with more I think it did. On all of this, this brand new partnership is UFC president, CEO Dana White is with us. Now I got so, it. Now I got it. My radio Here we go. Show today. If, you are in anybody's Let's point, move on. 65,000 Americans. They have thousands of vets that work for them. They spend $700 million a year with U.S. farmers using their crops to make their products and many, many other great things that Anheuser-Busch has done uh, in this country. And those are the things that I'm focused on. Uh, when I look at a long-term sponsor that's going to be—we're going we're to do a six-year deal here. I want to be with somebody that I'm aligned with. All those things that I just mentioned to you— are what I'm all about. And not to mention, they, they have this thing called Folds of Honor. I'm very big into law enforcement and military. And over the last, I don't know how many years, they've spent like $45 million taking care of, uh, you know, these servicemen and first responders who have died, taking care of. Okay, so that is something I wanted to talk about. Now that I have it all worked out, I apologize for technical difficulties, but you know how it goes. Um, that's what I wanted to talk about. So here's the thing, okay? I understand why people have a problem with Bud Light. I understand why it went to the 
bullshit that it went to. NFL partnering with Taylor Swift. Oh, shit. Tommy's got jokes today. Um, I should have had you on, Tommy, for to talk about this one. I didn't even think about that. The headache killed me today, though. But uh, anyway, so here's the thing. Here's what I wanted to say about this. The problem is, is, okay, everyone talks about this whole bullshit of like, I'm American. That's real American. Blah, 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 blah. You got a company here who Dana White is, is, is vouching for saying they do all of these things for the, for, for the country. They do all these things for, you know, vets and, and, and people and, and they're, you know, they do all of these things that are good. They, especially when it comes to vets and, and all this other stuff with the military, uh, folds of honor. I mean, come on. Now, everyone's just going to turn around and say, well, uh, that's just for them to save face and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but guess what? If you actually do it, <laughs> it's not just saving face. It's it's something that they actually do. Who gives a shit what's behind it? If they're putting money towards these these charities, towards these... Um, uh, I can't even remember. My brain just doesn't work today. Um, these causes is what I'm trying to say. I mean... That's good shit, right? Why uh, the this one stupid blunder they had? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend Bud Light, but I am gonna say the one stupid thing they did. There's like no way to come back. I mean, how is there no way to come back? And and the UFC is gonna take a hit for that? I don't think so. The UFC was supposed to be done and over with after what happened with COVID. After them being the only fucking sport that put on an event inside or outside. During COVID, they kept it going. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, they're money hungry. They don't care about people. They don't care about the people they employ. They're putting them at risk and their fighters and blah, blah, blah. What happened? What happened? Nothing. They did just fine. As a matter of fact, they did so well with putting fights on in the Apex that the motherfuckers won't leave. They keep putting fucking events on at the Apex with the most minimal fucking uh, audiences there, which doesn't make sense because. You know, if they're all about the money, how come they're still putting on events at the Apex where they get a very small gate? I don't know. But that's the thing. This all happened with COVID, too. Everyone said the UFC's done. They're over. It's over for the UFC. They're not. They're going to go down. It's This is the beginning of the end because of COVID. It's like, get the fuck out of here. No, it's not. And again, whether Tom Tommy is fucking, uh, you know, being sarcastic or not, if he really thinks that Bud Light's tanking in the UFC, I don't know. But I'm not just talking to him, I'm talking to everybody. When it comes down to it, UFC ain't going to go anywhere. So many people have tried to take the UFC down. UFC's not going anywhere. Not right now. And it's not going to be because of Bud Light, I promise you that. So, you can stop watching UFC all you want, but I guarantee you, after a little while, you're going to come back. Because I already have seen it, I've seen it, I've heard it, I've witnessed it. And 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 it's it's apparent that everyone has stopped drinking Bud Light. They're pretty much back to drinking Bud Light. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. It doesn't matter. Tommy says people draw the line when it comes to their kids. The tea community pushes its agenda on kids, and Americans don't play that. No, and I and I understand. I understand where you're coming from with that, and I understand what you're saying with that. But who gives a fuck about that when it comes to the UFC? It doesn't matter. You're so so you're going to affect every fucking thing that happens down the way just cuz Bud Light's involved with it. 
Anheuser. I, I know stupid motherfuckers that are drinking Bush Light acting like that's not Bud Light. Anheuser Bush, you dumb fucks. Did anybody ever imagine Bud Light could be taken down? <laughs> eh, this is different. This is different. This is different. And yes, Bud Light got taken down for the time being. I guarantee it goes away. I guarantee it goes away. And and that's just me. That's just me. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't think the UFC gets taken down by this. I don't think so at all. There's an uproar, of course, because nobody expected Dana White of all fucking people. Dana White of all people would be the one saying the stuff that Tommy's saying right now is what I would assume. And he's the one coming out there and saying all this stuff that's somewhat good about Bud, about Bud Light. Let me finish. Let me play a little more of this video. There you go. Oops. Families, scholarships for their kids and things like that. So I am very aligned with Anheuser-Busch. All right, let me be clear about a few things. Um, there were other beer companies that wanted to, to partner with you, correct? Um, you certainly, I know you don't need the money because you have more money than anyone could ever want in probably <laughs> 4,000 lifetimes. So you didn't do it for the money. You didn't do it, you know, you, you did it for the reasons stated, but you also knew, and it's already happening on social media, that you'd be attacked. You'd be accused of selling out. I want you to respond to those people. Well, let's be clear. When you do sponsorships, you definitely do sponsorships for the money, too. Uh, money <laughs> yeah, no is definitely a, a part of it. But money was not the decision-making uh you know, there wasn't the reason that I made the decision. All the things that I just told you are why. I mean, there's more um, to being aligned with. A so he does kind of go back into the same stuff. And he was being accused of being handed a script saying, oh, Bud Light must have given you this script because they're paying you so much money to be a sponsor and all this other shit. And Dana White straight up came out and said, listen, I don't I don't agree with everything Dana White does. I, I, a lot of times I actually hate the things Dana White does. And I'm not saying that I agree with fully this or, 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 or anything like that. My biggest thing is that I feel like at some point in time, this dumb shit has to be over. They made a mistake. They're obviously trying to fix it. I mean, what's going to make people happy? Oh, to, for fucking Bud Light to be like, hey, let's all go out and fucking bash trans people uh, physically <laughs> in person. Why would we need to do that? It, that's not necessary. But that's how far some people have taken this shit, and I think it's fucking ridiculous. I do think that people push their agendas way too hard in areas that it doesn't need to be pushed. Bud Light was an area it did not need to be pushed in. Listen, anybody that wants to drink Bud Light can fucking drink Bud Light. Doesn't matter. No one has ever brought this to light before. Oh, yeah, you drink Bud Light, you, you know, whatever gay slur you want to use because that's what people are doing. Listen. Who gives a shit? All I'm talking about here is the connection to the UFC that I feel like is not going to be a problem. People are talking shit. People are in an uproar, but it's going to continue on. It's too big to let the stupid Bud Light controversy take it down. Dana will do something to make all of this just be a little tiny hurdle, a little tiny speed bump. He's already not giving. He doesn't give a shit. That's what everybody says about him. It's his it's his best and his worst quality because in some ways it's a good thing that he doesn't give a shit. In a lot of ways, it's a bad thing that he doesn't give a shit because of how he treats fighters and all. Like I said, I don't agree with everything Dana White says, 
but I do feel like this is not something that is going to take down the UFC. And this is why I was bringing this to light because I have heard a bunch of that kind of shit going around. But Dana White is, is too big. It's, and the UFC is too big. Um, I know Tommy says, did anybody ever imagine Bud Light could be taken down? Well, you know, Bud Light is just one company of many. The UFC is the prominent MMA organization in a very small market, and it doesn't seem to be, and when I say that, I mean because there isn't big organizations out there that are competing. The biggest competition of the UFC to date was Bellator, and Bellator's folding. Now, the PFL is making, uh, uh, you know, burning a trail behind the UFC trying to do big things, but they are nowhere near what the UFC are. And that's why I say, now, you can, you can hold it against me down the road, Tommy or anybody else, if, if the UFC does start to dwindle and go down because of a simple fucking stupid sponsorship by Bud Light, it's not going to happen. And if it does, okay, egg on my face, right? But I don't think it's going to happen. I think everyone's a fucking, it's just being foolish. The NBA hasn't fully recovered from the BLM stuff, and they have a way bigger budget than the UFC. How much of a hit can the UFC take and still survive? I understand the points. I really do. Um, I just, I don't believe it. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I don't think that this, see, the NBA was standing for something. The NBA was putting all of that out there. Dana White is not putting that out there. The UFC is not putting... Just because they're going to have a sponsorship with Bud Light that's going to show their logo on the canvas, that's because they're going to have commercials with Bud Light and, and all that stuff. They're not saying, hey, like... I mean, what did the NBA do? They had stuff on their jerseys. They had things like that. I mean, all of this that was directly connected with what you're saying that they didn't recover, the BLM stuff, and all that, um, you know, they had things that were displaying those things. Bud Light is just the symbol of the company that made the mistake. This is why I think it's different. And it may sound, it may sound simple. It may sound like maybe I, I'm looking at this at too surface level and not digging deep enough. But I, I honestly feel like that's what it's going to go. And the only reason why I say that is because there's been other things that have happened in the UFC that I'm like, oh shit, this this is not good. This is not something that's happened that that could be good for the company. And they've just gone right past it, continued on, and 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 business as usual. So I'm gonna look more into it and see what happens over the next you know weekend or so. It is kind of weird that there's no UFC. They brought this right before a break in the UFC. Maybe that was smart. Maybe that was strategic. Maybe it was like let's let people kind of take this in, be outraged, get pissed off, uh, talk shit online. But then by the time we come back, everyone's going to be like, oh, I miss the fights. I need to, I want to watch the, the fights are come. Okay, cool. Now the fights are back. I got to watch this fight. Or, you know, they have a fight night after a week off, they have a fight night and then they have the big pay-per-view. Now that big pay-per-view, like I just explained, took a hit. And John Jones would have definitely brought eyes. John Jones versus Stipe would have brought eyes for sure. Um, so it does take a hit. 
and it, and it does take away from maybe the distraction of all of this. But for me, I maybe I'm being naive. I don't know, but I believe that this isn't gonna be as big of a deal as people might believe. And I think they're just gonna keep rolling. It's gonna get done. It's gonna be over. I don't remember what else Dana says in this video, but I've gone on way too long about this, and I think that's enough for now. But I appreciate Tommy for the banter and the other side of this. And, you know, it's not that I fully disagree with everything Tom's saying. Uh, by the way, uh, Tommy's from the Rumble podcast, which I'm on as well. Uh, we do the podcast together on Sunday nights uh, at 7 p.m. Arizona time, as well as Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Arizona time as well. Go to the uh, go to rumblepodcast.com. You can uh, get to our podcast from there. And we have discussions like this a lot, as you can see. Me and him aren't on the same page on this one for the most part. And we do kind of have banter like this during the Rumble podcast. So go check it out Sunday and Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Arizona time. And yeah, we have a, sometimes a couple, but one other guy for sure always on there with us, Magix. And uh, we get into good discussions like this a lot. So go check it out. As for now... Bud Light, it will not do the UFC in. I promise you that. If they take a small hit, I'm sure they'll take a small hit and then they'll come right back and everything will be just like normal. I don't think they're jumping into things the way that the NBA did. Um, I understand nobody thought it, Bud Light could ever get taken down, but you know, people always said you're. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't even say the things that people say. People would always call. Guy's a pussy for drinking Bud Light. You should be a real man to drink Budweiser. You know what I mean? That kind of shit's always gone around, so I'm not surprised that Bud Light took that hard of a hit. Anheuser-Busch as a whole, some people are too fucking stupid to even realize that that's the parent company that manufactures and distributes the the, the beer that is Bud Light. So, who knows? Uh, in the end, it's all kind of fucking stupid, if you ask me. I think that uh, they made a mistake. They're going to do whatever they're going to do, but it's not going to affect the UFC as much as people might think. <sighs> That's it for that one. I'm going to move on because I don't know that there's much else to say on my part for that one. UFC faces boycott calls after announcing Bud Light partnership one day ago. I saw that. In April, the company suffered a controversial late backlash after it produced a Bud Light can. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so, but yeah, these, these headlines, I mean... Tommy, you should know more than anybody that these headlines are clickbait and uh, they're going to do that. As you can see, what continues on with the headline is in April, the company suffered a controversial lead backlash after it produced a Bud Light can with a transgender activist. Yes, of course. We all already know what the fuck happened with Bud Light. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, people are going to call for a boycott because you got those fucking ignorant people that just can't get past it. Just get the fuck over it. Nobody's gonna... Dana White is not gonna let Bud Light come in and and scream about transgender rights or LGBTQ this or transgender that. They're not gonna do that. It's not gonna happen. They're gonna sponsor the UFC with the Bud Light logo saying it's the beer of the Bud Light. It's their way to try to come back. It's the manly shit to do, right? Because they're coming back with fighting and blah, blah, blah. That's the way I see it. You can Google search. I did Google search it. The first thing that came up is exact. That's why I recognize that right away. It is the first thing that comes up. I don't believe it's going to be the downfall. I don't believe it's going to take out the UFC. 
I don't believe that it's going to be as big of a deal as the initial controversy with Bud Light. Bud Light's not going to be the one to take the UFC down. Mark my words, hold it against me later. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, everyone's just dumb anyway. Listen, I go to country music festivals to have fun with my friends and party, and these dumb motherfuckers are complaining about how they are not drinking. You can't, don't have Bud Light around me. That's gay shit. That's not me saying it. That's what they say, right? Oh, yeah, what are you, a tranny? You know what I mean? I'm not, and listen, these motherfuckers are running around with booty shorts on, a, a, a fucking tank top tied up around their, you know, uh, right up under their nipples, and and wearing makeup, <laughs> and 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 they're 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 doing body shots off each other. But these guys want to talk shit about transgendered people and 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 gay people. Listen, man, get the fuck out of here. Is all I gotta say. Because you know how many dudes in thongs are running around at these fucking country music festivals. I see fucking some crazy shit so for you to boycott bud light and talk all this shit like get the fuck out of here man <sighs> like i i you're uh, you're you're doing exactly what you're hating is all i gotta say i mean come on uh, of all things a country music festival that talks all this shit about being this that, and the other fucking thing being american being a patriot being this, being that, but you're not gonna fucking, you're not gonna agree with Dana White that doing something for vets and and for the for the armed forces and all this shit isn't a good thing. You're just gonna say no, fuck that company. I don't care what good they do for anybody. What if they're, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. He says the new banner is looking proper. I finally moved it down a little bit. I feel like I should move it down a tad more, but that was a pain in the ass. I might do a whole reboot of the background. Dylan Mulvaney's face will never be in the center of the octagon, but that's him being funny, and that's what I like about Tommy. We can disagree on something, and we can still laugh about it in the end. So I appreciate the banner, Tommy. We're going to move on. Let's get to UFC 294 recap starting now. UFC 294 is on Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky and Kamaru Uzman versus Ch uh, Hamza Chimaev. Weird, weird fucking fight card. Weird fight card. First of all, it was fast. It was super fast. It happened in like less than three hours, which is very rare. That kind of shit doesn't happen usually. Um, the fights were pretty good for the most part, but there was a lot of controversy. Um, yeah, this. I mean, we're going to get into it, but let me get to the lower portions of the card here. Uh... There was one controversial fight, and that started off everything with the with the doctors. There was oh wait, I can't forget the savage. Uh Shara Bullet Magomedov is this crazy looking fool. Red hair, red beard, basically missing an eye. He has one of those like a you know. I'm not trying to be rude, but like uh, you know, when a dog has a bad eye and it looks like kind of cloudy bluish color that's how his eye looks i don't know what happened to his eye i haven't like looked into it but um the yeah he's one of the like highly touted up and comers he's a savage and he's undefeated in mma and he was fighting bruno silva and he got a unanimous decision win 
He's 12 and 0 overall in in MMA. This was his debut fight in the UFC. Uh again, if I was like all these people with Bud Light, I would say I'm not watching the UFC ever again because this dumb motherfucker. Imagine walking around in a mall and your wife says something to you and then she leans over and tries to give you a kiss and you give her a kiss cuz that's your wife and that's what husbands and wife do wives do, right? And they're holding hands and they give each other a kiss and they continue on their merry way. And this motherfucker comes, this psycho crazy motherfucker that's an MMA fighter comes up behind you and beats the fuck out of you because he doesn't like PDA. That's not part of his culture. Like, (laughs) what the fuck, man? Nobody's talking about this, but that shit happened. There's video. Look it up. (laughs) It's insane. He's a, he's a, he's a good fighter. Um... A lot of his wins were by KO, TKO. He only had one decision prior to this fight on his record. And uh, it was also, I, I mean, it was his only other decision when everything else has been a KO or a TKO. Uh, and he's 12-0. and 0. So this, of course, his, his fucking debut fight for the UFC and he doesn't KO somebody. It kind of sucks on his part. But uh, I still think he's going to be good. He kind of idolizes Michael Bisping because Bisping fought like 10 fights, including a title fight that he won um, with one eye, basically, because he had an injured eye. So uh, anyway, he did get that win. Continues on his undefeated MMA record. Uh, Victoria Dudakova versus Jenny Frey. Uh, Dudakova gets the win by unanimous decision. Let's see, who else? Oh, Mike Breeden versus... Ansel Jubilee. This fight, I don't know what the fuck was happening in this fight. It was kind of nutty. Uh, Mike Breeden was kind of losing the first two rounds, and his and his uh, his uh, his corner was like, "Hey, listen, you got to start barking at this guy. You got to start saying some shit. You got to get under his skin. You got to do something." And he took it literally and started barking at his opponent. <laughs> And I'm sure if you watched the or or have been on social media, you've probably seen it by now. He was straight up legitimately barking at his opponent like a dog in there. And his opponent got frazzled by it. And uh yeah, Mike Breeden gets the uh KO win in the third round. So good on him, I guess. You do what you gotta do to get that win. That shit was hilarious. Never seen that before. Um not barking like that. I mean, people talk shit and people like talk during the fight, but barking, that was different. Then we get to the controversial uh, Javid Basharat versus Victor Henry. Now, in the second round, it was 15 seconds in, there was an accidental groin kick. Okay. He got kicked. Henry got kicked in the nuts. Now, in, in, the, in the replay, it didn't look like he really got kicked in the nuts, but it looked like it kind of hit him on the inside of the thigh. There wasn't a real good angle that showed the full kick to the nuts, but this guy was rolling on the ground. I mean, I don't think any fighter that is used to training and taking these kind of kicks would be rolling around on the ground after getting kicked on the inside of the thigh like that. This guy was in agony, and the doctor came to check on him, and basically straight up told him 
you no balls you didn't get kicked in the balls it didn't hit you in the balls and the dude's like what are you kidding me right now like he can't even stand up he can't stop rolling around because it hurts so bad don't i mean what do you do when you get kicked in the nuts so bad that it hurts so much that you can't even breathe and this poor guy's rolling around on the ground and the doctor says you didn't get kicked in the nuts so they called off the fight because they didn't even give they, they told they gave him some time but then they wind up calling off the fight because he couldn't continue so they gave an update i mean even the commentators john anik and everyone else were like listen this guy got kicked in the nuts like how the hell are you gonna say that he didn't how are you gonna tell the guy rolling around on the ground in pain that he did not get kicked in the nuts like okay um, so they gave an update a few a, a little while later saying he was puking in the back They had to take him by ambulance to the hospital and then he had to get um, Like x-rays or fucking an ultrasound or some shit uh, to check on his nuts because that's how bad it was I haven't seen an update on it. I don't know what really happened. He definitely got kicked in the nuts So and uh, that poor guy and that fucking doctor has no idea what he's talking about um he was kind of a dick about it too so i think that guy should never be involved in in being a doctor for any kind of combat sports ever again uh so yeah there was that then you had mohammed mukayev versus uh tim elliott and mukayev got a submission uh by arm triangle choke in the third round over tim elliott so he gets that win then we get to the main card where we had Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Muin Gafurov. Uh, Saeed is a fucking beast, man. He's a savage. This guy comes out ready to fight. Um, and he comes out strong and is almost always uh, getting a win of some sort. Um, his last loss was his last fight before this by unanimous decision. But other than that, he's got a lot of submissions and KOs and TKOs. Uh, but this was a first round win by submission guillotine. Or by submission by guillotine. Uh, let's see. This was... See, and it, it was kind of a weird... They called it a guillotine, but I thought it was more like a anaconda type choke. But I guess maybe... Yeah, I don't know. But... uh. This was another angle of that choke. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they called it a guillotine. Uh, I was thinking definitely not that. But this was a nice little walk away picture after he basically put his ass to sleep. So, good win for Saeed uh, Nurmagomedov. Next fight was Iskram, Ikram Aliskarov uh, versus Worley Alves. This wound up uh, TKO by flying knee and then follow up by punches. Uh, Ikram Alaskarov getting that win. Uh, Worley Alves just looked like he was overwhelmed by Ikram. Uh, I mean, he got, you know, he got his in there a little bit here and there, but for the most part, this was a first uh, first round finish for Ikram Alaskarov. Two minutes and seven seconds in. Um, Here's that knee. It was nasty and it was accurate. It was a nice knee, actually. Overall, look at that. Bam, right on the chin. And uh, yeah, that ended the fight there. First round finish for Ikram Alaskarov. 
next fight was uh, the other controversial fight. Johnny Walker versus Magomed Ankalaev. Ankalaev has not had the best of times over his past few fights. Um, his last fight before this one was the draw with Jan Blachowicz for the, you know, the light heavyweight vacant title at the time. Uh, this was back in December of last year. That fight did not look great for him. Um, Jan just kind of neutralized him. Well, they kind of neutralized each other, really. That's why it wound up being a split draw. Um, he had some pretty impressive wins before that, especially the one against Anthony Smith. Uh, TKO by punches. But in this fight, you know, Johnny Walker is always throwing those crazy dynamic strikes, um, flying knees, spinning elbows, spinning attacks, uh, flying attacks. Every, he does everything. And Johnny Walker is entertaining to watch. But Akalaev was just uh, overwhelming him a bit in this fight. You know, Johnny got some in uh, for himself uh, here and there. But for the most part, this was Akalaev just kind of doing work and looking pretty good. But uh, as you can see, he had this high kick here. But then they got down to the ground. It, this was still in the first round. They got it only didn't go past the first round actually uh they got it down to the ground uncle Iev is in a dominant position you know he's trying to uh keep uh johnny on the ground johnny's trying to get up you know doing a wall walk and whatnot and uh uncle Iev is just trying to hold him there hold him down throwing punches and, and and elbows and whatnot when johnny finally got up he still had a knee down but he was on his way up and uncle Iev winds up uh, throwing a knee to the head and catching Johnny Walker kind of side of the face, you know, half on the chin. Walker looked like he was fine. But they called the doctor in because obviously it's an illegal strike, right? And it was kind of weird because it looked like Uncle Iev was watching Johnny. And I don't know if maybe he thought he saw him pick his knee up or not, but he basically winds up kneeing him right in the face and Johnny Walker still had a knee down on the ground, which that's illegal. So you can't do that. So they stopped the fight uh, right there. Have the doctor come in and check uh, Johnny Walker. Started asking John. Same fucking doctor from the, the fight, Victor Henry fight earlier, who said that Henry didn't get kicked in the nuts. Um, <laughs> this doctor comes in there and starts asking Johnny Walker questions and says, do you know, where, you know what country you're in? Johnny Walker just said, the desert. Now, that's not the correct answer, but technically he's not wrong. He's in Abu Dhabi. It's the fucking desert. Like, what else do you want from the guy? He just got kneed in the fucking head illegally. He wasn't trying to defend it because it shouldn't have happened. And, uh, oh, shit. Ooh, I thought I was going to sneeze. Um, yeah, so he, I mean, he just got kneed in the head. Like, maybe he shouldn't continue the fight, but he kind of looked like he was all there for the most part, but he just didn't seem to be answering the questions correctly. Now, why they didn't give him the five minutes to recover, I don't know, but they definitely didn't give him the five minutes. They actually wound up calling the fight off, and Johnny was trying to, like, wipe his eyes and be like, hey, listen, you know, uh... I, I'm good. And so right here, the ref calls the fight. Johnny's wiping his face away. 
Then he turns around and puts his hands up and gets ready to start moving forward. And and the ref's like, no, 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 fight's over, fight's over. And Johnny's like, wait, what? What the fuck? And he winds up pushing the ref. And then another ref jumps in right away because they were already opening the cage because the, the ref called the fight. They were already opening the cage. And, you know, Johnny comes walking in. Or I'm sorry, the other ref comes walking in and they're surrounding Johnny. Johnny's just like arguing with them, saying, like, no, 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 I'm ready. I'm good to go. Let's go. Let's fight. Uncle Liev is on the other side. Johnny's walking towards him, pointing at him and shit. Uncle Liev gets fucking heated. Everyone has to hold him back. It gets so fucking crazy in, in the cage, which I don't blame any of them because I feel like Johnny Walker should have been given a bit more of a chance to recover and figure out what was happening and, and pull his shit together. People have been damn near knocked out like multiple times in a fight and the ref just doesn't stop it lets them get up they keep fighting shit keeps happening but in this one they didn't even give him a chance so everyone's heated it's getting crazy chaos you don't usually see this kind of chaos in the cage everyone's coming in holding people back it got so bad that dana had to come in and tell fucking johnny walker to calm down because he was getting crazy with all the refs and the and the and the officials and stuff so dana comes in uh Winds up having to calm everybody down. This is ruled a no contest. And it already sounds like the doctor is never going to be around again for the UFC at least. And the uh, the fight's probably going to get rebooked at some point in time. I'm not sure. But this was a shit fight. I mean, as far as the outcome. The fight itself was pretty interesting. Uh, Uncle Liev and and Walker were looking pretty good in the fight. You know, back and forth. And then this shit happened. So it's a damn shame. And it contributed to how fast this card went down because obviously you had two quick finishes in the first two fights uh one with the submission and then the flying knee both in the first round so both first round finishes then we get to this again in the first round and this happens and it's over so then we move on to the co-main event which actually did go all three rounds uh this was hamza chimaya versus kamara uzman the first of the two fights that had replacement fights. So this was initially supposed to be Hamza Chimaya versus Paulo Costa. And uh, Costa got injured. Obviously, he had the staph infection and MRSA in his, in his elbow. Um, so bad that his elbow looked like it got burned at one point in time. Also looked like somebody drilled into it at another point in time. Um, he had to have multiple surgeries. Uh, but that didn't stop him from being in the crowd and also damn near fighting some what he said some chechnyan guys that were out in the crowd talking shit to him as he's uh walking by and one of the guys actually jumped out of this out of the stands trying to jump over the security to get to paulo and paulo casa throwing uh throwing punches with the bad elbow so everyone's like why didn't he just fight then obviously we know he wouldn't he wasn't cleared to fight uh, but at that point in time, it doesn't matter what's wrong with you. You still got to fight. <laughs> so uh, you got fans jumping out at you. It's going to happen. Anyway, Maru Uzman took his place to fight uh, Hamza Chimaev. And uh, the first round did not look good for Kamaru. Uh, Hamza did work and did what he always does. You know, trying to overwhelm and overpower and smash everybody. You know, he did work the uh, the wrestling and the takedowns and and the control and even though Kamaru is a great wrestler he still got taken down and he still got controlled but in the second round uh 
he came back and he looked damn good in that second round i believe and i feel like he won that second round now i've heard both sides of the the both sides of it coming out where people said there's no way um rogan and and brendan schaub and everybody on the on the rogan uh on the podcast so the the fight companion podcast they all said that they thought it was 3-0 Chimaev. No way that Kamara won any of those rounds. I feel like Kamara at least won the first round. But here's the thing. Two out of the three judges gave Chimaev a 10-8 first round. That's how dominant it was. He did put Kamara in a couple submissions. Um, he dominated him uh, with the wrestling and, and, and uh, control on the ground. So I can see the 10-8. Um, everyone was saying this should have been... This could have possibly been a draw because... Some people were even saying that Kamara won the third round. I feel like Chimaev won that third round, but definitely feel like Usman won the second. So either way, Chimaev came out with the win, majority decision. Uh, but Kamara looked a lot better than I thought he would, and he put up a damn good fight against a hard, a hard opponent like Hamzat Chimaev. But of course, everyone's talking about how Hamzat uh, got exposed with that Gilbert Burns fight and. Uh, you know, there's kind of a blueprint out there for how to beat him. Um, if somebody could just take advantage of the correct things, uh, because you know, Hamzat's looking more and more human every time he fights. Is that true? I don't know. To me, I feel like uh he's still a damn good fighter and it's he's still a, a hard opponent and, and it's not an easy fight when you take a fight against him. So uh maybe somebody's gonna come out and beat him, but for now he continues on that no uh on that undefeated streak that's what i was trying to say i'm trying he's 13 and 0 uh let's see 13 and 0 that makes him 1 2 3 4 5 6 6 and 0 in the ufc um they talked about keeping him busy more you know during keeping him busy and having him fight more but you know there's all these things going around about him having trouble with visas and whatnot so Anyway, we get to the main event, and it was the second fight with the uh, uh, replacement. I'm sorry, <laughs> the replacement opponent. Uh, Volkanovski was not the original opponent for Islam Makachev. It was supposed to be Charles Oliveira in a rematch uh, where Makachev beat Oliveira for the title, and Charles was supposed to come back and fight to get it back. But Charles got a uh, an injury of his own with that big gash over his eyebrow during sparring uh, for training. So, you know, he had to be, uh, he wasn't cleared to fight. So Volkanovski takes it as another rematch against Makachev coming up in weight and fighting to become double champ. And man, I was, I was high on Volk. I was like, Volk's going to take it this time. You know, those rematches never go well for the... Uh, you know, for the, the the title holder and all that shit. But I was more just kind of rooting for Volk, and he just couldn't pull it off. The first fight was obviously super close. Some people thought Volk actually won. But this fight, unfortunately, uh, was over in the first round. Wasn't very long. Contributed to the early night again. The only fight that went the full three rounds or the distance at all during the main card was that Chimaev Usman fight. But Islam connected with this head kick 
not a ton of action before that you know it's just some feeling out and back and forth and whatnot but yeah islam caught bulk with this and you can't say he wasn't defending it or anything like that he just got the foot over that defense and just knocked out volk and it was a goddamn shame because i was looking for volk to be able to become double champ and um, it was 12 day 11 day notice um you know and he said that you know it wasn't a full training cap a lot of people think that the fight would have gone differently if it was but he took the chance and he and he bet on himself and unfortunately it didn't go his way but uh you know the the only controversial thing here is the fact that islam dropped down and was you know ground and pounding to finish him and uh he did actually land a few different punches on the back of volk's head as you can see here uh it, you can kind of tell that it's already heading towards you know it's a weird angle though but right here you see where he actually connects with the back of the head but of course in the in the heat of the moment in the battle um you know I don't know you can you can think that maybe it was intentional but most of the time it's looked at as unintentional it's just a part of the finishing sequence and it happens so nothing to do with that but man this sucks to see Volk go out like this he's such a good dude um and 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 he's such a great fighter and a great champion and to take this fight on short notice he's a fucking legend and uh just sucks to see him get put out like this uh and it, and he was very emotional in the in the aftermath in the in the press conference afterwards but you know he still shows all the respect in the world for islam uh good pictures after the fact but this picture is cold man it's kind of like that uh kind of like that um john jones picture when he walked away from cyril gone except cyril looked like a, a sad little kid that was like scared and volk just looks defeated and it's, it's sad to see him that way honestly but i couldn't pass up showing this pic because goddamn that's a that's a hell of a picture so that that's it for the ufc 294 uh recap unfortunate ending there for me because i was going for volk but crazy night of fights um not a bad pay-per-view overall i guess it was mediocre so let's move on to this tyson fury versus francis Ngannou boxing match this weekend on espn plus of all places there's been some stuff going around about that because i'm sure dana's not happy that francis is fighting on the same network that the ufc fights on not to mention how petty fucking see this is what i'm talking about i just there's a lot of things i don't agree with with the ufc and one of them is Mara usman in the embedded uh, series that they always do before pay-per-views uh was wearing a Francis Ngannou shirt because obviously they're both Nigerian um and uh well they're both from Africa uh I'm sorry Usman is Nigerian um Ngannou is from Cameroon but uh yeah he was wearing you know he that's his brother that's like they they like they're close like that and uh he was wearing a Roots of Fight Francis Ngannou shirt and they fucking blurred it out on the Embedded series. Like, come on, man. That's some petty ass shit. I don't even know why you would do some shit like that. It's kind of fucked up. But either way, uh, yeah, this is, this is gonna, this has potential to be very, very good. But, you know, all of the boxing talking heads are, you know, downing on this one about it because, of course, the, 
the MMA fighters don't have a good record against, don't have a great record whatsoever against boxers. Anytime an MMA fighter's gone into box, has gotten knocked out or gotten beaten uh, by decision or whatever. You know, you had uh, Ben Askren getting knocked out, um, Tyron Woodley getting knocked out first by decision and then getting knocked out. Um, you had Nate Diaz losing by decision. Uh, so many of these guys going in and boxing and just, it's just boxing and MMA are just different, but I feel like the boxers, the same thing would happen with the boxers. If they went over to MMA, which none of them will, that's the thing. None of them have the balls to go over to boxing. I hate to say it. If you're a boxing fan, I'm sorry, but none of these fucking boxers will step foot in a cage, but all of these cage fighters are fighting in a ring, you know? Win or lose, they're getting in there and they're doing it. So I'm waiting for the day that a, a boxer wants to get in there and, and fight in MMA and see if they can handle the takedowns, the leg kicks, the elbows, the jiu-jitsu, you know, the wrestling, the grappling, the judo. Can you handle all that? I don't know that you can. I doubt they can. But there's talented guys out there. Who's to say? It's never been shown and proven because these guys won't even step foot in the cage. So who knows? And I'd be excited to see it when it happens. But for now, we have Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury for the, what did they call it? The battle of the baddest or some shit. But they're, you know, basically looking at two of the best heavyweights out there. So in in, in combat sports overall. And uh, yeah, you know, they had their, they've had a couple little face-offs. Um, you know, Tyson Fury likes to take his shirt off, regardless of the shape that he's in. He's always looking kind of big, kind of flabby, but dude can hit hard. He's a badass. He's a savage. He's a great fucking boxer. I don't down on Tyson Fury whatsoever. I like the guy. I like how out there he is with his mental health and all that. He's 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 straightforward. He's honest about all of it. And you know, it's it's commendable, and I like the guy. Uh, if you watch the reality series with him on, and his family on Netflix, it's pretty funny. It's entertaining. But you get a little bit of an insight as to how the crazy mind of his works. Uh, but I like the guy. So, And, you know, he was he's a comeback story. You know, he was hitting rock bottom with his drinking and, and all the craziness that he does. But, you know, he came back and is back to his ways of boxing and being one of the best in the world. So, um, this is going to be a tough fight. You know, Francis didn't come out to fight a YouTuber. He's coming out and fighting one of, if not the best heavyweight boxer in boxing right now. So, that's a hell of a task. Especially when, you know, Francis claims to have boxed back in the day. It's what he wanted to do. He didn't want to get an MMA. He didn't really even know what MMA was. But if you listen to his story, this is what he wanted to do was become a boxer. And now he's doing it. Now, his training footage hasn't looked the best. A lot of people seem to think maybe he's playing a little, you know, rope-a-dope game here. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's going to come out and be a fucking savage. But who knows? What we do know is Tyson Fury is one of the best boxers out right now. And uh, he's fought Deontay Wilder. People like Deontay Wilder who's a beast in his own, knocked out, damn near knocked out Tyson Fury before, knocked him down multiple times, and these two have fought a few battles together, 
And Deontay Wilder is a beast as well. The Bronze Bomber. I mean, he hits hard as fuck. He's a big dude as well. Um, maybe not as big as Nganu. Maybe he hasn't gotten the type of knockouts Nganu has. But Tyson has not, not fought somebody like Nganu. He's fought Deontay Wilder being the pure boxer that he is. And Tyson's eaten those punches, been dropped, and gotten back up and won the fight. So... He has experience in that kind of shit. So, you know, this is a toss-up as to what can happen because, again, Nganu is not a boxer by trade. He is an MMA fighter. Yes, he's a striker. He does rely on his striking. He's not big on grappling and wrestling. I mean, he throws kicks and whatnot, but his striking with his hands is his weapon. And, you know, this is all he can use in this boxing match against Tyson Fury, and he can hit hard. And he can knock people the fuck out. But can he knock out a multi-champion like Tyson Fury, who is well-versed in boxing, one of the best ever, one of the best in the game right now. And the Gypsy King, what else can you say? We've all, if you're a boxing fan, or if you've seen anything out there with boxing, I'm sure you've seen Tyson Fury. Now, yes, he is the brother of Tommy Fury, who just fought in the prime card. But these are two different animals. Tyson Fury is legit. He's one of one. He is the Gypsy King. He is the best heavyweight boxer out right now. So what can he do with somebody as big as Francis Ngannou? Well, like I said, he's beaten people like Deontay Wilder. Big punches coming at him. He eats them or he gets dropped, gets back up and exchanges and winds up beating Deontay Wilder. So what can he do? To Francis Ngannou, well, it's just a, depending on what Francis Ngannou can do to defend himself. How good is he going to look in boxing? We know how he looks in MMA. We know what kind of a striker he is. He's the predator because, you know, he used to have this hair. This was when he looked like the predator, too. It's crazy. Uh, but, you know, this is the kind of damage he would do, rearranging people's faces knocking people the fuck out we know what francis and ganu can do in mma but what can he do in boxing will that punching power carry over with the big gloves will he be able to have the footwork that he needs in order to be successful in boxing while not being barefoot you know you're used to being barefoot you're used to a certain type of grip and now you have to wear boxing shoes uh in a, in a ring you know you don't have the cage it's a different kind of thing and Will he be able to be fast enough? Will he be able to translate the power over? Will he be able to throw punches that are nice and tight and neat and and effective? Is he going to turn those punches over? Is he going to use his hips? What What is he going to do? Is he going to just rely on his big muscles for power? Is he just going to rely on what he's done in the past with MMA? Or has he integrated and actually honed his skills for boxing obviously you can't become an elite boxer overnight you can't become an elite boxer when you have done nothing but mma in the past now boxing is part of mma but it's different especially with those small gloves and especially when it comes to training because you can't just throw punches all willy-nilly without worrying about a takedown without worrying about a kick without worrying about anything like that you can't do that in mma so they have to train differently so the boxing might not be there but 
he can hit hard as fuck against one of the best UFC heavyweights uh, in history against Steven Miocic, who can take a fucking punch. But Nganu put the work on him and knocked him out as well. I mean, knocked him out cold. I mean, look at the way he fell. You can tell how hard he got hit. Will that, will that translate into boxing? Can he land a punch against a an elite boxer, somebody who has done nothing but boxing, and now you're in his realm, you're in his ring, you're not in the cage? Will Francis be able to do it? I don't know. I'm a little worried. Especially because of the track record of MMA fighters going over to boxing. But Francis is taking a big swing. And he's hoping to connect when it comes to boxing. And will he be the first one to be successful against a high-level elite boxer, a champion boxer, a boxer that has pretty much looked past him and said, hey, I'm going to be okay. You're not going to catch me. I already even booked a fight for two months after this fight is over. Less than two months. So Francis has something to prove. Tyson is like... This is a foregone conclusion. I pretty much feel like he's, I'm not going to get touched and I'm going to knock him out cold. He's already said it. Now, does that mean he's taking him lightly? I don't know. Um, if you take somebody that looks like Francis Ngannou lightly, then you're a fucking fool. And I don't think Tyson Fury's a fool. But maybe his ego has gotten the best of him. And maybe it's possible that a UFC heavyweight champion can come in and take advantage of somebody letting their ego get the best of them, thinking they don't have to train as hard as they normally would in order to fight an MMA fighter. There's always that chance, right? There's always that chance that someone is overlooked and they, they're the underdog and come up and wind up getting that win because they have a puncher's chance. Somebody with the power of Nganu that does something like this damn near decapitates Alexand Alexander, Alistair Overeem, damn near decapitates him with that uppercut that is some fucking power now i've seen francis get neutralized and have a boring fight but when it comes to boxing no one knows what's going to happen and this is something that i'm looking forward to it except for the fact that i'm i'm not 100 percent sure i have a lot of faith in the fact that francis can win uh, because he's just fighting too high level of a boxer. And when, when MMA fighters have gone in and fought people like Jake Paul, who has only been boxing like three, four years out of his life. And yes, he's good. And yes, he's talented. And yes, he focuses on that and only that. But they have gone in and not been successful against somebody like Jake Paul and somebody like, you know, Tommy Fury. No, 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 no MMA fighters fought Tommy Fury. Only Jake has fought Tommy and KSI now. But MMA fighters have all fought Jake Paul and not been successful. Can Ngannou come and be the first successful fighter against somebody as elite as Tyson Fury? That sounds ignorant to say. We should all know what the, what the answer to that is. But I have faith. I'm going for the MMA side. I like Tyson Fury, but I'm going to have to root for Ngannou. Let's see what happens. I might even bet on this fight because Ngannou's the underdog. And if he connects with something like this, I don't know if Tyson Fury can get up. Uh, but I don't know if that power, again, translates over with those big gloves and in boxing. So 
we'll see what happens i'm excited for it uh i'll be watching and waiting for the highlights i don't think i'm gonna buy this pay-per-view it's like 80 bucks i spend too much on mma i'll wait for the outcome <laughs> on social media Whew. what's gonna happen though i don't know i'm i'm a little worried for the mma community right now in this one but it should be interesting it should be exciting and uh can't wait to watch now it is an early card because it's uh happening in saudi arabia uh riyadh season you know it, it's like that's what happens out there you, you get those international times just like we did for the last pay-per-view for ufc uh, i believe it's at 2 p.m eastern so that makes it 11 p 11 a.m here in arizona um yeah just look it up you'll find the time i'm sure for your time zone but don't forget it's during the day here in the in the u.s so that about that's about it that does it for me once again i'm thinking i have very little to cover this is going to be like an hour maybe an hour and 15 and i'm at an hour and a half as usual so it always gets it always gets drawn out and that's okay i had a lot to talk about and i had a lot of opinions thanks tommy for all the banter in the uh in the live chat um the chat's always open guys and i'm willing to go back and forth with people and you know uh discuss things um disagree or agree on things or just uh talk about whatever we're talking about on the show and i like to interact with people so anytime you're here watching the show don't forget the live chat is open comment or you know ask questions or anything else you'd like just be nice <laughs> um i like the back and forth i like it when we bring up good points and disagree it's fine we can disagree you just got to be uh just got to be kind of uh civil about it <laughs> either way that's it for me don't forget to follow my social media it's been going down at the bottom of the screen the whole time don't forget to like and subscribe come back next week actually next week's gonna be a little different i forgot i will not be live next week um i have something going on on thursday so i will pre-record my show and i probably will release it on wednesday night um if not it'll be out friday morning but i will not have a show coming out thursday but I will have a show for next week recapping Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou and then previewing the next UFC card, uh, which will be a fight night. And real quick, I will tell you who that will be. Uh, Jelton Almeida versus Derek Lewis. Oh, yeah, this is the Sao Paulo card, Brazil. So, yeah, that should be interesting. Um but yeah, I'll have a show next week. Just uh, hit that notification bell so you get notified when that when that video comes out because it will be pre-recorded. Thanks again, everybody, for joining in. I appreciate all the support. Thank you to anybody watching. And if you want to listen only, don't forget you can listen uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, mainly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but anywhere you get audio-only versions of your podcast, you can find me there. I'm out. Don't forget to watch the Rumble Sunday night and Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Rumblepodcast.com. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm out. Have a good weekend. Take it easy. Enjoy the fights. See you next time. Peace.